If you've ever felt like you were meant for more in life, friend, this episode is for you. Event planner to big names like Tony Robbins, Barry Baumgartner spent most of her life behind stage trying to avoid sales. When she finally built up a muscle that helped her overcome her head trash around sales, she was able to build the company of her dreams. I asked Barry to come on my stage last year at Go Boutique Live to talk about how to build that muscle and how to overcome the objections that are holding you and your clients back. When she stepped off of stage, the chat blew up with people saying it was their favorite presentation of the entire three-day event. If you want to learn what to do, if you feel unconfident when you're trying to sell your services and know you're meant for more, this episode is for you. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. I spent most of my life trying to avoid sales. And just the thought of having to do it just makes me like anxious in the pit of my stomach. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I remember a time where my mom wanted me to literally call Pizza Hut and order a pizza. I'm like, I can't get on the phone and call Pizza Hut. Are you kidding me? Like, what kind of mean mom does that to a kid? Like, I can't do that. I mean, like anything like that literally just scared me to death. And to my mom's credit, she was constantly pushing me and nudging me um, to go in that direction to build my confidence up, which we all need. And, you know, here's the thing. As nervous as I was, for some reason, even since I was a little kid, I have always felt like I was meant for more. Like, I'm meant for more. And here's the thing. We are all, as humans, meant for more. I truly believe that. And it's part of why I wanted to be here today, because ironically, that little girl that was afraid to do any kind of selling or even get on the phone now speaks on stage. I'm behind a lot of stages. We work with some of the best speakers, authors, and influencers um, in our industry. We're really blessed. My husband and I are very blessed to own an event production company that's multi-seven figures, that works with everyone from Tony Robbins to names you've probably never heard of, but are literally the biggest leaders in their space, like Sarah Petty. And... I'm behind stages more than I'm on them, but one of the things I love to speak about is what I consider not sales, but enrollment. And I've actually come to think of it as the art of enrollment. And when Sarah said, she's heard me talk about this before, we were talking backstage, and she said, would you share this with our audience? And, you know, I've been listening because I've been in the chats, watching you in the chats, and I was in um, the expert room last night helping to answer some questions And I know for so many of you, although you know you're meant for more or you wouldn't be here, there is that head trash, right? That mindset piece that constantly gets in the way. And I want to talk to you about what that is and the muscle that you have to build in order to overcome it because I think it's so important. I think it is a life skill. 
Enrollment is a life skill. Overcoming objections is a life skill. And if you don't believe it, look at your children. Anybody who has young children around them, how good are they at enrollment? Like when they want something, they are unstoppable and going after it. They are. You know that. They want that cookie. They want that toy. They're at the checkout line. It starts with can I and then come on please. And it can go into a full on, on the floor body tantrum like, you know, I've got to have it. They'll do anything. They will stop at nothing to get it. We're born with it. And then somehow over time, it just gets beaten out of us or drilled out of us or scared out of us or just along the way we decide we're not good at it. And I think that getting more, the key to getting more and seizing opportunities is being more, doing more, having more and making more. Sarah's talked to you about that. I truly believe that. And opportunities are all about, can I be more clear? Can I be more confident? Can I do more in half the time? Can I have more work-life balance? Can I make more money? Like, can I make more money? And so for some of you, that little, you know, light of opportunity has been bubbling up here. And you're probably, I know in your head, going, I don't know. Can, I know I'm meant for more. But what does it take for me to be more, do more, have more, and make more? And the thing is, it's so important for you. Because if you don't believe it, it's really hard to get that customer to believe it. I talked to someone at the end of the night last night, and she kind of broke my heart. She was just like, I just can't imagine charging people for pictures of their kids. Like, you know, I have a guy in my, around the street from me, and he charges $1,000 for a picture. And a lot of families can't afford that. I can't imagine doing that. And I get that. I really do. Some families cannot afford that. They can't. But there's a lot of families who can. I'm lucky enough to be in a family now who can. I mean, my sister and I grew up with not a lot, and now we've worked really hard, and we can afford pictures. And my husband and I don't have children. So my niece and nephew are everything to us. And I can tell you, I've never felt manipulated to buy one of those amazing pictures that my sister generates at Christmas every year. I am all too delighted to have a picture of my niece and nephew. I have them all throughout our house. I have them at every stage of their life. They're now 10 and 13, which is hard to believe. And I cherish those little baby pictures that remind me of who they were when I first got to meet those little people. So I believe in the power of you and what you do. It's really, really important the work you do. For people like me without children who cherish their niece and nephew, for parents who are capturing their children at every stage of their life, for couples who are capturing wedding moments and engagement moments and special life moments. It really does matter. And so you have to know how to enroll them in the work you do. And first, you have to know how to enroll you in the work you do. Because it really is the most amazing business opportunity to give you the freedom to work where you want, when you want, with whom you want, anytime you want. There aren't many business opportunities that are this affordable, actually. If you look at like franchises or starting a business like I did 17 years ago, an event planning business, not inexpensive to get that started. And so what's awesome for you is if you know you're meant for more, it's absolutely within your grasp to do it, but you have to believe it. And the cool thing is you can actually align your purpose with your payday. And what I mean by that is your purpose is to capture those special moments in people's lives, to capture all these perfect things, right? At this moment in time, to tell the story through your unique vision, your unique eye, your unique lens. And you can have a payday, a purpose-driven payday. Having impact and income, because you do impact people and you do deserve to be paid for it.
And then here's the other thing to remember, and we've talked about this this week too, when you do well, you can do good. But it is a decision. That's why Sarah started this morning by saying today, decide. Decide to do at least one thing differently. Commit, commit to a timeline. Celebrate, celebrate that this is the day that that woke up for you and you realized what was possible. It's so important. So the heart of all of this is the key to overcoming objections and learning the art of enrollment. If you think of sales equals enrollment, I think sales can be such an icky word, but enrollment isn't. Enrolling people, drawing them to you, attracting them to who you are and what you do and the power of your work. In order to do that, you have to go from uncertainty to certainty. And to do that, you have to learn how to enroll yourself. And to do that, you have to start with overcoming objections to enroll the people around you. It's really true. And so for me, when I was working on building this, I have a multi-seven-figure business. I say that not to brag, but I'm going to explain to you today how that all came about. And it was no easy thing. I literally started it from a bedroom in my house when my first husband lost his job and then started drinking while he was looking for a job and then stopped looking for a job and then started drinking even more. And the writing was on the wall that if we didn't get moving, we were going to lose our house. That's how this business of mine started. It was literally like someone's got to figure out how to do something to make some money until he pulls it together and gets back on his feet again. And then he didn't get back on his feet again. It's, it's like that for some of us. I know I'm not alone in that. I've talked to some of you in these rooms. For some of you, this is the last opportunity. This is the last ditch effort to save it. And the awesome thing about it is it puts the power in your hands. Having your own business and understanding how to overcome objections, others and your own, and enroll others and yourself is the key to freedom, to choice. It's important as a human in life on this planet to have freedom, to have choice for yourself and for the children you're raising, for the families that you have, for the people that you impact. And fear of sales can stop you the way that being in Girl Scouts literally almost turned me off of sales forever. Like, I, Sarah's right. I love the badges. Couldn't wait to have the badges. But I did not want to sell the cookies. And as much as I love getting together with my girlfriends and as much as I love the cute little outfits and getting all the badges, when it came to like going door to door or God forbid, sitting in front of a store and talking to strangers to sell cookies, it was like hard no. And I spent my life like that for a long time until I realized that it was the one thing that was gonna stand between me and the things that I most wanted in my life. The fact that I knew I was meant for more and the portal, the gate to getting more was overcoming my own objections, overcoming my own fears and overcoming what sales looked like from the outside, but could be from the inside. And the realization, the dawning moment for me, and I hope it can be for you this morning, is that sales is a service. It's not something that you do to someone, it's something that you do for someone. When you think of someone who all of a sudden has the wall of their house transformed, and not for nothing, if you look at the expense of artwork, what you do is considerably more affordable in many cases than what people would buy and much more meaningful, and it's a gift of a lifetime. And for me, the work I do, also, I produce events like this one. My sales as service moment is that I help people like Sarah put on events like this one so that people like you can come together as a community of like-minded people and get that ignited energy of like, what's possible to be more, do more, have more, and make more? Like, look what's possible. 
I feel like if I can wake up every day and ignite people to believe in what's possible, then I'm doing God's work. I really mean that. I really believe it. We change the world, me and my team, and that little thing that we do, producing live events, and in a pandemic, pivoting from in-person events to virtual events in two weeks, which is what we had to do in March 2020. Why I was so committed to it is I really believe that we change the world one event at a time, one attendee at a time. And what gets me fired up and ready to go every single morning is knowing that I'm gonna connect with people like you through people like Sarah, and the work we do is golden. But it is a muscle that you have to build, and I really mean that. To learn it one time is considerably hard. To be like, I heard it, and now I'm gonna go do it. Versus I heard it, now I'm gonna practice it. I'm gonna be immersed in it. I'm gonna repeat it. I'm gonna become a master at it. And so today I'm giving you, I hope, just a little slice of what I think you can do to overcome your own objections and your clients' objections, knowing that I hope you'll write, write it down, take some notes, and I hope you'll practice it. You'll start to build that muscle because it's really important. So what do objections look like? I mean, Sarah gave you some very specific objections that you might, like how do you overcome an objection in the photography world? But I wanna to talk to you about how you overcome life objections. We do 40-some events a year for some of the biggest names in the industry, and some of these events are like 100,000 people. And what I've learned, because they're all over the world, and we have audiences that are global, is it doesn't matter what market, it doesn't matter what niche, it doesn't matter what country, it doesn't matter what language, objections are the same. They all come down to the same thing, and it doesn't matter if you're selling photography or you're selling dental work, truly. Because believe it or not, dentists have to sell stuff, right? Think about it, they do. It doesn't matter what you're doing. They all come down to the same thing. And there's beauty in that, because once you know it, you can build that muscle to overcome it. So the five objections are time, money, spouse, fear, shame, and self-doubt. I'm gonna say those again. It's time, money, spouse, fear, shame, and self-doubt. They're universal, and they're all on a continuum. What I mean by that is someone saying, I don't have the time to do something. Like, I don't have the time to measure. I don't have the time to come in. I don't have the time to do this, this, and I don't have the time to get the family together to do the photo. It's like a continuum, right? Do you literally, are you working three jobs and you don't have the time? Or it's just like, wow, it's hard to schedule. I have to find the time. They're all on the continuum of time, but they're not the same. And money. I don't have the money to do it. People are pretty comfortable these days saying I don't have the money, right? Especially during the pandemic, right? I don't have the money. But if you really think about it, there's a big difference between I literally can't put food on the table if I do this, or this is gonna be pulling money out of savings, or this is gonna be going to the credit card limit, or this is going to be having that tough conversation at home. Who follows? Yeah. And if I had to guess, some of you are even dealing with this right now and making your decision about peak performers. It's along that continuum of, is this gonna jeopardize the safety of my family or is this gonna be really, really uncomfortable? Or is it just, wow, something I didn't expect to spend money on right now, but it kind of makes sense when I think about it. It's the same thing for your customers. The only benefit that you have is that they wouldn't be coming to you having you take the pictures if they weren't expecting to spend something. They're not expecting you to do it for free. And if you are in that position where they are, 
I hope you're going to take everything you learned this weekend and change it. I hope the one thing that you decide today is I decide today to start charging for the work that I do because it's valuable and I'm meant for more. And the time to start the commitment is today. I will start it today. Because you already have the benefit of people are coming to you expecting to spend money. And on the spouse, I want to talk to you about this one for a second. So with the spouse conversation, nine times out of ten, when a spouse says no, it's because of how you ask the question, not because they really don't want to say yes. This is true if you're talking about a $7,000 package of pictures that are going to go on walls of amazing family moments, or if you're talking to them about needing to invest in yourself. So often, and this is especially true of women, it's not just women, but it's especially true of women, and I've had to overcome this myself, is we go to our spouse asking for permission. I'm going to tell you what that looks like. It sounds like, hey, I was thinking about doing this thing. Would it be okay if I did this? Could you, should I do this thing? Let me tell you about it really fast. Do you think I should do it? Should I invest in this thing? Will you help pay for this thing? And what we're really doing is giving away all of our power to this person who's not been part of the process. Now, the spouse at home might be like, I wasn't even on board for these pictures to begin with. I don't know why we're doing this. We didn't really have the money for pictures. I told you in the beginning not to do that. I have an iPhone. I can take the Christmas card picture. We didn't need to do all that, right? Who knows that this happens? <laughs> who, who knows? Let me see it, right? I got an iPhone. I can take a Christmas card picture. And for you this weekend, it might be the same thing. Like, they have not been here for three days. They have no idea what's going on in this safe container that we've created. They have no idea. You've been having that ignited ember inside of you catch fire and start to see the possibility of being more and doing more and having more and making more. And they're not part of it at all. They've never heard of Sarah Petty. They're not even sure why you're doing this thing. And it's like... Not been easy anyway, because now they have to watch the kids while you're doing this thing, or the dog, or order dinner for themselves, or whatever it is. And so they're already a little put out by that. And then you go to them, and you're like, should I do this thing? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? And then you're shocked when they're like, no, don't do that. Sounds like a cult. That sounds crazy. Definitely don't do it. People like us don't spend money on things like that. That stuff never works anyway. Who is this Sarah Petty? How do you know this works? How much proof is there? And you're like, well, I'm, there were these people on the stage. She probably paid them to say that. And you can't blame your spouse for that. I want to be really clear with you. That's not your spouse's fault. They're not here. They're not you. Photography isn't their dream. It's your dream. And chances are, if we're being really honest, and this is the level five, you've been complaining to them about your business. You've been telling them you're not sure you're meant for this. You've been telling them all your fears and all your self-doubt, and quite frankly, they're tired of being your life coach. Every dinner conversation has turned into them being your business coach. What do you think I should do? So-and-so won't buy these pictures. I can't believe that. I do such good work. Maybe I shouldn't have done, I, I should have known better. I can't run a business. I don't know anything about business. And you're treating them like your business coach, and that's not what they're meant to do. It's not their dream, it's your dream. And unbeknownst to you on some level, you've trained them to believe you can't do it. Just taking a minute for that to land, because I know it's true, because I've done it. I've been there. Now, a different way to have that conversation, and this is true for your clients, you can have this conversation with your female clients who are struggling with, how do I get my husband to pay for this? 
And it's true for you if you're struggling with it on any investment. I'm just not talking about peak performance. I want you to remember this. We're talking about a life skill. The objections that hold your clients back and the objections that hold you back. A real conversation with your husband or spouse or business partner or significant other is to say, hey, and then there's the fear piece and the shame and self-doubt, and they're all kind of woven together. And it is a hierarchy, like time is then money, then spouse, then we're getting into fear, and then shame and self-doubt. And for your clients, the fear might be, what if it doesn't turn out great? What if it doesn't look good in the house? What if, what if, what if I regret this decision? Or I'm in a little shame and self-doubt because I invested before in the photographer and they didn't do a good job and the pictures didn't turn out great. And then I was embarrassed and then my husband was like, I told you so and I can't go through that again which is where all the tools that Sarah has given you matter so much so that you have certainty and you can give them certainty. You are a good photographer. You do do great work. It is worth value. It does change lives. Literally, it changes lives. I'm not being like cheeky. The work you do changes everything. Think of that child who forever, not only sees the pride their parents have in them, but forever, it's like, yeah, that was me at that age. I still have that picture of me. Listen, my parents couldn't afford a photographer for sure. And you could tell by how grainy that picture was. That was taken with like an old school photo. I still love it. That's me at that moment in time. I very much remember that little girl. Very much remember that day. The work you do matters. But you have to give yourself permission and you have to overcome your own fear your own shame and self-doubt. I know that sometimes I pay for things and I don't do the work. I know sometimes I procrastinate. I know sometimes I am likely to complain about the career I've chosen. I know that I've done it to my friends, my book club, my sister, my mother, and now I'm shocked that they're not on board. If truth really be told, level five conversations, sometimes I doubt that I am meant for more. And then I'm ashamed that I've spent so much time trying to make this work shooting and burning and burning myself out and everyone around me. I talked to a woman last night who was like, I want to do this because I want to prove everybody wrong who's been telling me I can't. Because I've for so long put myself down and this is my one chance to do work I love and to prove everybody wrong. And on some level she's saying, and to prove myself right, right? So I want you to think about what objection is most likely to keep you stuck. What is the one that bubbles up for you? Chances are it's not just here. It's showing up as a through line all throughout your life. And it's something you have to master and overcome. Not just to have a successful business, to have a successful life. To feel good and to feel confident in your own skin doing the work that you're meant to do, which is important work. And if you don't, I know what happens because it happened to me. I lost a decade of my life to this. A day becomes a week, a week becomes a month, a month becomes a quarter, a quarter becomes a decade, right? It just rolls into a year after year after year. And then you look back and like, where did those 10 years go? And how did I get here? And you have that wake up call. If I don't do things differently, it's going to be another decade. And what we most want for you is for this not to be three days wasted. The same way that what you most want for your clients is for that not to be a photography shoot wasted. You know the power of your pictures. You just have to convince them. So then it gets into the hierarchy of enrollment. We just went through objections, right? Time, money, spouse, fear, shame, self-doubt. The hierarchy of enrollment starts with you. 
Now, I wanted to talk to you about this because I know for many of you, you try and go straight to your customer and enroll them, but you're not enrolled in you. Who follows? So what this looks like is you're unconfidently trying to sell them on your services. You're not certain that the pictures are worth it. And so, of course, they're not. This is much like the spouse conversation. You're not certain, and yet you're expecting them to be. That rarely works in a sales or an enrollment conversation. You have to believe it. So the hierarchy of enrollment is it starts with you. You have to enroll yourself first. And then your spouse, partner, significant other, mother, sister, the people that you most confide in, the people that are the ones that are your go-to. And then your inner circle, your book club, your college friends, your neighbors, the friends you walk with in the morning, your gym buddies, whatever that is. And then your team, if you have a team, because for some of you, you have to go, we have a new way of doing things. Get on board. You have to enroll them with getting on board. And then your tribe, your customers, the people who are meant to display your work in their home, in their offices, in their most private, intimate spaces. That's where your work goes. That's why your work matters. And so it starts with enrolling yourself. I can do this. We've worked really hard this week to try and get you to believe that you can do this. Not because we need you to do it for us, but because we need you to do it for you. Because it is our life's work, mine, Sarah's, the team, to help you believe that you can do this. And then that shifts for your partner to, I need to do this. First you believe, I can do this. Then you go to your partner and say, I need to do this. And then to your inner circle, it is, I am doing this. Expect some naysayers to be like, that's crazy. You're spending what? You're doing what? Oh, you're fancy now. You're going to have a big coach and you're going to be a big photographer. I bet you're, before we know it, you're going to have a studio. You'll be charging $1,000 for pictures for Christmas. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. That is what I'm doing. Yeah, I do want you to have something just like that. I want you to have that response prepared and ready. And I know it's a muscle that you need to build to get confident in saying that with certainty and with authority. And then to your team, it is, we can do this. Team, we can do this. I know how to do this now. We're going to learn together. We're going to do this. We can do this. It's going to be good for us and for our customers. Our days are going to be better. We're going to work smarter, not harder. We're going to be more efficient. We're going to change more lives. We're going to be more proud of the work we do. And we're going to be paid well for it. And when I do well, I can do good, which means I can do good for you, and we can do good for our pet causes. Much like Shalisa yesterday. How many people saw her yesterday afternoon? Is she doing good? Her pictures are changing the world. It matters. And then to your customer is, I can do this for you. This is what I can do for you. This is how I can change how you're looking at your family. Look how beautiful they are through my lens. Look at the things I can see that you don't see. Look at this moment I've captured. Just this, and you know this is photographers. One fleeting moment in time. And you know the difference between a good picture and a bad picture, and it's everything. I can do this for you with pride, with joy. Why we give these, right? With joy for the work that you do, for how you show up, for who you are for the moments you capture that are never going to ever come back again. It matters. But you can't just jump straight to convincing, enrolling, supporting, selling your customer if you don't believe it. It does start with you. 
you, your inner circle, your team, your tribe. And if you have to borrow certainty, that is why we created Peak Performers. You have to be certain for your clients and we have to be certain for you. We know for some of you, you're not certain yet. You haven't built that muscle. We have to hold that safe container for you for these three days and we are doing everything we can. We are giving it our all, leaving nothing on the field for these three days. And then for those of you who need more, then there is that year. A year for you to get stronger and more certain and more confident. To not think, I think I got it. To be like, I know I got it. And this is where the most important piece comes in. Most often, and this is going to be hard for some of you, you have to make your reason not to your reason to. If you don't have time to do this, you have to do it. Because what's going to change? If you can't afford this deposit, then you have to do it because what's going to change? If your spouse isn't supporting you, please, for the love, do it so that you have the support you need to do the incredible work you need to do. If you're afraid, you must. If you've been living in shame and self-doubt, today is the day to stop that. Even if you don't join us, today is the day to say no more. No more excuses. No more of that. I will not be that. I will not do that anymore to myself or to the people around me. Your reason not to is your reason to. The thing that you're most afraid of is the thing that you most need to embrace. The obstacle that's always holding you back is the one you have to literally just grab and put your arms around it and give it a big kiss. Give it a big hug and be like, we have been hating on each other for a while and we're going to get to know each other, and we're going to make friends, and we're going to fall in love. I am tired of letting you control me. I'm tired of living in that space. Today's the day we do things differently. And if you're wondering what permission, why am I telling you this? Because I know because I have been that. That little girl grew up in a tiny little house and dreamed really big dreams. And one day got married to Prince Charming, lost his job and started drinking and didn't stop and the world just started to unravel. And that was the day I'm like, I better do something. And out of an extra bedroom in our house, I started this little Sage Event Management event production business because the one thing I know I'm good at, I've always been good at, it's my unique ability. Just until he got back on his feet. And then there came the day where I was like, I can't want this for you more than you do. If you've ever been with an addict, you know what that looks like. I've tried everything I can, but I can't get you out of this. Only you can get you out of this. You have a week to make a decision. And he couldn't do it. And so I made the very painful decision to go. Like, we ha I have to go. I can't go down with this ship. I can't watch you do this. And it was not easy. If you've ever had a divorce and had to take a life apart, unravel a life, sell all the things you worked so hard to get on the lawn for a buck 99 to make money to pay the moving van, <laughs> you know exactly how painful it is. I still feel shaky just thinking about it. It was a bad time. And I remember at that time that I was determined to move to New York City. Like, I am moving to New York City. And my family was like, are you crazy? Like, you're getting a divorce, you've started this business, you don't know anybody there. It's like the most expensive city in the entire country. I'm like, I know, that's where I'm supposed to be. I've been watching like Sex in the City and Friends, like it was my job, like, you know, like whenever those, really, 
Like whenever those bad moments, I was like watching it. I'm like, well, these are my people. Those, my girls live in the city, so clearly I need to live in the city. Those are my people. It really felt that way to me. I'd been dreaming about it for a long time. And my mom came to me and she said, and you have to remember, my mom, I wouldn't be standing here today if it weren't for her. For her. She's an amazing, amazing woman. And she was always reading this Norman Vincent Peale, Power of Positive Thinking. If you're bored, it's because you chose to be. If you're, you know, always like, you know, championing us. Call Pizza Hut. No, really, you can do this. It's only Pizza Hut. Like, do it from a very young age. And even though she'd always championed me to be more, do more, have more, make more, when I came to her with this idea, she said, Barry, I love you, but I've got to tell you, you don't know anyone there. She went through the whole thing. And she said, your dad and I have a really good idea. By this time, they'd moved to a slightly bigger house, and it had a basement. And she said, you, we can fix up the basement, and it can be your apartment. You won't have any expenses. You'll have your own entrance. You can come and go while you're getting your life together. And then, once it's together, then you can move to New York City. And I'm like, well, that's a really good offer for, you know, where I am in my life. I should probably do that. And then I thought, if I do that, I may as well just curl up and die. Like, if I go into that basement... I'm never coming out. It really felt that way to me. Like, I will die in that basement. I will never come out. My dreams will die in that basement. At 38 years old, to go into that basement felt that way. And so I said, listen, I love you, and I have to do this. I'm going. I'm going to New York City. And it was not easy. I mean, it was hard to get an apartment. It was hard to find a space. I didn't know anyone. It was expensive. But I was committed. I was enrolled in the fact that I had to be there. And it is in New York City. And ironically, the apartment I got was on Broadway. Kind of crazy, right? Basement to Broadway. I could have been in the basement, but I ended up in a tiny little apartment that I loved on Broadway. And I remember that first night in that apartment, I had taken the train from D.C., where my parents were, to New York City. And I had an aero bed. I don't know if you guys know what this is, but it's like a bed that blows up. And it's, it comes in a little bag. And I, in the bag, I had sh a sheet and a change of clothes, and a toothbrush, and I was like, on my way. And the moving van was going to meet me there with the basics that I had that I could still keep from the house that I had to sell. And when I got to New York City and to that apartment with that little air bed waiting for the moving van to come the next day, that night I put it out on the floor, and the city noise outside, like horns and taxis, the yumminess that is New York City, and I had the best night's sleep of my life. Because I was living it on my terms and my way. It was my dream, my way. And I've never been more motivated than I was there to make that rent and to prove that I could do it. And it was there that I met the most amazing partner, my soulmate, Lou Melnick, my husband and my business partner. On the other side of that fear was my most amazing life, was my most amazing husband. And together, we've built a most amazing business, and we have a most amazing life. There's everything you want is on the other side of that biggest fear that you need to embrace and make friends with and fall in love with. Otherwise, you're going to stay stuck forever. It is one of those moments to choose basement or Broadway. Are you going to stay in the basement, cowering in fear? Or are you going to strike out for Broadway and the lights of the big city? Whatever that means for you. I know you can do it. Sarah knows you can do it. That was powerful, right? 
Now you can see why Barry's program was one of the top rated at last year's Go Boutique Live. If you missed out and feel like you are meant for more, I hope you'll join us for the only three-day event in the world that focuses on the business of being a boutique photographer. We'll be announcing dates for 2022 soon and tickets will sell out. So keep your eyes on our website at goboutiquelive.com for latest details. Probably one of the most fragile phases of going boutique is that tender spot where you're fired up about the possibilities, but you don't have a ton of income coming in yet because you haven't gotten your first thousand dollar client, the person we call your Julie. Going Boutique really turns your business upside down in a good way with new systems for selling, for marketing, and for pricing. And it really can be heart pounding and nerve wracking. Well, one of the ways I've made the transition easier for photographers is my 60 day online workshop called Boutique Breakthrough, where we scrub through your prices, your photography, your brand, and your selling system to make you boutique. We only open this course up a few times a year to a small group of photographers because my team and I literally hold your hand through your transition. A new class is starting soon, so if you're interested in learning more, go to boutiquebreakthrough.com for a free training to see if Boutique Breakthrough is right for you.